Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 2183. Be prepared to be inspired. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. Today, I'm in a rather warm Phoenix, Arizona, with a very special guest by the name of Stan Mirzaev. Stan, welcome to Cars Yeah. Do you have any gear, and are you ready to release the clutch? I am excited. Let's get it going. We're going to have some fun talking cars, no doubt. Now, before I give you a proper introduction and we dive into a very, very cool app you've created for people, what's one little thing that most people don't know about you, Stan? You know, what's exciting is that I've been in the auto industry for quite some time, owner, operator, but I'm also part of the Arizona Automotive Institute Board of Directors. So I get to kind of give an inside look into the up-and-coming mechanics. Oh, well, tell me a little bit more about this. You know, I've, I've always wanted to be more involved in the community, and Arizona Automotive Institute was just that. It's one thing to really learn about the industry from turning wrenches, but it's a completely different side of the industry that I like to talk about especially with the students at the at Arizona Automotive Institute. And that's specifically about connecting with customers. I think that's such a big part of the industry that um, you just can't learn in school. So when I go in there, while everyone's talking about turning wrenches and everything internal and external about a vehicle, I tell the students that the most important part of the business is connecting with customers and really engaging with them. And that's how you build trust. You know, you're a huge benefit to those students because, yes, you're right. Uh, The communication skills of any business person, whether they're working behind the counter or they're the business owner or they're back in the service bay, uh, is the most important thing, I believe. And it's something that isn't really taught in many schools, if any schools, right? You're absolutely right. And where I got this from was is from my father, who is a master mechanic of himself. So the way that he practices uh, good business is that he takes customers out into the actual shop while the car is lifted up in the air, communicates with them, shows them the problems. And it's more like a show and tell part of the business. And that's something that you don't see. We have the stigma of being really nitty gritty and upsetting customers because we just give them a list of things. And there's no education there. There's no trust. There's no building blocks of trust there. And that's something that my father did really well and something that I noticed watching him interact with customers. Boy, I wish everybody did that. I'll tell you, I've bought many cars from a local dealer here, and I'll give them a a shout out. BMW Northwest. Uh, Manfred's been a guest on the show. I've known him for 30 years. I bought, I don't know, eight or nine cars from them. Uh, Still have an E46 M3 and an X5 in my garage. We bought new from them. And one of the things they started doing years ago was when they, you know, I always, that dreaded 10 a.m. call when you drop your car off in the morning and you get the call from the service advisor and he tells you how much money you're going to have to spend and you're not very happy. And you always wonder, am I really getting the true story? What they started doing was sending an email with a video and the tech walked around your car with a video camera or his phone and spoke to you and showed you the things he's seeing, not only the bad things, meaning the repairs, but the good things. And it just instills so much trust. I wish everybody would do that. Yeah, absolutely. And that's one thing that brings a lot of value to the industry. And it's really great to hear that uh, there's dealerships and repair stations that are actually taking the lead in this and showing 
customers, their goods, and their bads. I think that's so important. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it makes you feel like, okay, well, there's something right with my car. And uh, that kind of helps. But also, okay, here's the things that are real. There is a real leak there. I can see that or the tubes are cracked or you know, whatever it might be. So uh, I, I love that you're doing that. You're giving a, a very, very valuable skill set to those students. So bravo to you. Let me give you a proper introduction. Stan Mirazaev is the founder and CEO of Parts Pass. It's an automotive parts app revolutionizing the way people fix their automobiles. He has over 17 years in the automotive industry. He immigrated to the U.S. from the former Soviet Union with his family when he was just four years old. Stan grew up passionate about cars while working with his dad in the family automotive shop, as he mentioned. He became a shop owner and operator himself and founded Parts Detect, which was a B2B shop management app that allows mechanics to efficiently source parts from suppliers. And then in 2022, Stan founded Parts Pass, an auto parts app serving a mission to democratize and revolutionize the experience of finding and buying replacement auto parts for all consumers across the country. Boy, your timing was pretty good, Stan, because with what's happened with the supply chain issue, uh, you're a bit of a godsend for those of us that need parts, no doubt. Absolutely. And that's one of the things. And thank you again for the introduction. You couldn't have said it. I couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> you're, so, you're welcome. There's a lot there. And like I said, and like you mentioned, I've been passionate about the automotive industry. My father is a master mechanic. So I grew up right by his side. And although the automotive industry, specifically the service industry, didn't really capture my eye when I was just a um, little kid running around the shop, as I became a teenager, it really grew on me. And I saw a completely different side of the service industry. Um, and with everything that's been going on over the past few years, we have a great opportunity to provide value and create a solution for people that deal with these huge headaches of automotive repairs. Yeah, absolutely. We'll take a short break and thank our sponsors because they're the ones that keep our car running here. And we'll be right back. Sit tight. Autumn has arrived. The weather is changing. And that means your vehicle needs extra protection against everything that Mother Nature can drop. Covercraft offers you a multitude of layers and protection for your special rides. Are you putting your summer toys, watercraft, RV, motorcycles, trailers, even your patio furniture away? Well, Covercraft has a custom fit cover just for you. Covercraft offers you 10 different car cover options. That's right, 10 for your vehicle's protection, whether you store it inside or out. All carefully crafted into the form and fit with the quality and attention to detail that's been their standard since 1965. And don't forget, their custom fit seat covers, pet pads, yeah, Fido's going to get wet and muddy. Dash mats, sunscreens, and custom fit floor mats and trunk mats are available at Covercraft.com. Whatever the surface you want to protect, Covercraft has a solution just for you. And if you use the code YA21 at Covercraft.com, you'll get 10% off your Covercraft order plus free shipping. That's right, 10% off and free shipping. Simply use the code YEAH21 at checkout. Come on, Mother Nature, bring it on. Covercraft, protecting the things that move you. Most people don't think about their collector car insurance until their annual premium becomes due. Well, why wait and see if there are better options for your beloved rides? I didn't. Did you know if you change carriers before your policy runs out, your insurance company has to refund you the unearned portion of your policy premium? I did my homework, I shopped around, and I found American Collectors Insurance. They've been protecting collector vehicles since 1976. 
I encourage you to call my friends at American Collectors Insurance. Ask them about their agreed value policy. And if your collector vehicle is on your regular auto policy, you will be shocked at the savings, not to mention the assurance, should something bad happen to your ride, that you'll get what your vehicle is actually worth. Give them a call today for a quote at 866-ACI-YEAH. That's 866-224-9324. Tell them you're a friend of Mark Green at Cars Yeah. American Collectors Insurance. Classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors. Automotive enthusiasts just like you and me. That's American Collectors Insurance. Give them a call today. Fall is here and you know what that means. Time to put a good coat of protection on your vehicle. I'm teamed up with AutoGeek and they've been the leading source of auto detailing products, accessories, and expert knowledge for more than 20 years. What started back in 1997 as a small mail order catalog company grew into a multi-website based e-commerce store and that's what they are today. With a large online presence on its own website featuring close to 100 different brands, AutoGeek has grown to be the largest car care retailer in the country. AutoGeek's wholesale program serves accounts in over 30 countries, and its retail sector ships worldwide. If you want to protect your vehicle this fall, and you should, go to AutoGeek.net for the best product selection on the internet today and technical support. AutoGeek.net is where I go for my detailing needs. That's AutoGeek.net. So, Stan, we are back. So I want to dive a little bit deeper into this history of yours. Um, The Parts Detect, the B2B shop management app that you created, is fascinating. No doubt, is that the app that evolved into what you're doing with Parts Pass? Was that kind of a stepping stone into what you've created today? With Parts Detect, what I saw in the industry is a huge burden to myself that I would face on a day-to-day basis. So when we had to find a replacement part, you know yourself that you have five or six different auto part houses in all five-mile radius. So I would call supplier after supplier after supplier to find out if they have this specific part, what the warranty is, and of course, what the price is. And that took me about 10 to 15 minutes per car. On average, we work on six cars. So it's a huge problem that I faced every single day, not just myself, but there's over 300,000 shops in the U.S. that deal with the same problem. So there was no solution that aggregated all that information from local parts suppliers. So I saw an opportunity there. Put, put a team together and we executed parts detect very lovely. We partnered with six of the nation's largest parts suppliers and we have dozens of current users in Arizona and hundreds spread throughout the country. And I wanted to take it a little bit further than that because we did such a great job for the business to business side of things. I didn't want to leave the consumers out of it because I would go to these parts houses when I had to find a part, whether their phones were lying or were tied up because, you know, they have so so many phone calls coming in and they have customers walking in as well. I saw the frustration on these customers' faces when they would have to wait in line and then go up to the counter guy and talk shop, right? Talk that lingo. And it's very difficult as well, especially for people that don't know exactly the year, make, model of their vehicle, but they know that they need an alternator, for example. So I saw an opportunity there. So I put my team back together and said, this is an opportunity for us. The consumer market does not have an app that makes it easy to search and order parts. And so we started brainstorming, and then we figured that we can use AI to really benefit customers that really don't know shop 
or don't know the specifications of the vehicle. And so we did a completely different approach where you can take a picture of the car, the back end of the car, and our AI system will help decode that vehicle. And then the person enters their part that they're looking for, and then we provide them all sorts of inventory. It's really cool. You know, uh, where have you been my whole life, my friend? Uh, <laughs> this is, is super cool. And you're right. I mean, you touched on all the aggravations and challenges we face when we're trying to find parts, and especially when you combine it with the parts problems that have been occurring. And I know with dealerships, sometimes they only buy parts from certain suppliers. And I'll talk with them and say, well, I know you said you can't get the part, but I found it over here. Well, we don't buy from them. For whatever reason, there's probably a dozen different reasons or maybe just a couple. But so you are, is it fair to say that what you're doing is kind of like the kayak for hotels and for travel? I mean, because that's what a lot of these uh, kayak and these other travel sites do. They aggregate everything, pull it into one place. And so that you can find not only things that are available, but best pricing if that's what you're shopping for. Yeah, that, that's, that's a really good comparison there. With parts detect, right, for the mechanics around the world who have these commercial accounts with the AutoZone, the Parts Authority, the NAPA of the world, they can definitely use parts detect to search multiple parts suppliers on one single search query. And then our system will provide you in live feed the price, the warranty, and availability from each one of those suppliers. Now, with Parts Pass, the direct consumer line that we'll be launching here in the next couple of weeks, it's completely different. We went with one supplier that has original equipment. So you have the um, the AC Delco, you have the Fords, you have the Bilsteins, you have the Bosch, um, and a lot of the other Japanese manufacturers. That's what we offer to our consumers for the direct consumer line. There's no search process for multiple suppliers, we are the supplier. And we went into it very aggressively from a price structure standpoint because we wanted to bring value, not just from a user experience, but also the product. We wanted to give a top quality product at a wholesale price. And that's what we're doing with Parts Pass. You know, I love this as well in, in a variety of ways. I'm a stickler for OEM parts on my my cars. I've always had German cars, Porsches, BMWs. And a lot of times you go to online. I mean, even if you're going to eBay trying to find some obscure part and you're never really sure, okay, is this really OEM? Where does this part come from? Who built it? Is it something the manufacturer would use? So you pretty much clear the path out of, I'll say the riffraff, uh, the fakey do parts that a lot of people are producing. And when you get them and you realize, well, this wasn't built for my car and blah, blah, blah. So am I fair to say that's what you're you're doing? You're You're providing a better path to a better product? Absolutely. Yeah, we are the path to the better product, I guess you can say. <laughs> we do carry all name brand parts. We don't carry anything that is um, an off-brand or a brand that you can find on eBay or on Amazon because the fitment is not correct, right? So, for example, we carry uh, Hitachi. That is the manufacturer for all Honda parts, and they produce parts for Toyota as well. So, if, if they're producing parts that they're selling, you know it's a quality part. So again, we won't sell anything that you can find at a local parts supplier or anything on eBay or Amazon. Again, we're focused on quality parts at severely heavily discounted pricing. I love you. Wow. 
Stan, you're the man, as they say. <laughs> the feeling is mutual. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's so exciting. I, I just had a terrible experience trying to find a part on my wife's car. She's got a 2017 BMW X5, and I wanted some new tailpipe covers, just the little chrome tips. And they don't make them anymore, apparently. I discovered and ended up on eBay and, and ended up actually, actually, no, I was on a, a parts forum uh, site, which I've used and gone to and ended up getting swindled by somebody that was going in there and selling stuff they didn't have. And uh, luckily I was able to get my money back. It's a long story, but at any rate, you're guiding us to somebody that's real. They're qualified. Uh, they have the parts and you know what you're getting. So Ah, what a nice breath of fresh air. Well, you mentioned what you're about to launch. I know you're getting ready for a soft launch. Uh, So tell us a little bit about this launch. So we're really excited about it. We've been working on this for the past, since the beginning of the year. Um, And with software, things tend to take a little bit longer, uh, always pushing back a little bit. But we wanted to make sure that we are ready to rock and roll. So we'll be launching here in the Southwest Division on September 12th with our full cross-country launch on September 24th. That's going to be Saturday. And we're really excited. We're actually putting an event together, if you don't mind, that I yes, can speak please. about that a little Yeah, share it. I, you, we talked a little bit about this for you listeners beforehand. And I got very excited about what you're doing because you're not only launching your brand, but you're doing some really great giving back too. Yeah. And that's the beautiful thing about the automotive industry. At least that's how I position myself. I'm in a position where I can really help people. And with Parts Pass, again, we're helping people in a significant way. And we're taking it one step further again. So on September 24th, on the launch date itself, we are putting an event together to raise money for St. Jude's at the Phoenix uh, Salt River Field, which is located next to the Talking Stick Resort. And it's going to be really cool because we're going to be celebrating the launch of Parts Pass and celebrating the, the children as well. So it'll be in the afternoon and we'll have tons of giveaways. We'll have coffee, we'll have cars, and just a really good opportunity for us to give back to a great cause. So do you have a website that I can post on your show notes page so people can learn a little bit more about this? Because a lot of podcast listeners are driving, running, walking, biking right now, and they're like, wait, 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 what did you say? Is there a website they can go to where they can learn more about this? Visit us at partspass.app, partspass.app. There you go. I'll put a link to that, but that's pretty easy to remember, partspass.app. I like to ask my guests if they have a well, what I call a driving inspiration in their life, a key mentor, someone who has helped them be successful, an influencer. I'm guessing maybe this might be your dad. Uh, you hit it right on the nail. Yeah. Absolutely. My father is the North Star and such an inspiration to me. Again, my father made the decision in 1990 to leave the former Soviet Union and come to the United States. And he left everything behind. My dad was an entrepreneur himself. At the age of 26, he was very well established. And he decided to leave everything for a better life for his for his kids, for his wife, for his family. And came to the United States with only $400 in his pocket and went straight into the workforce. Yeah, he is a... He, he showed me what a strong work ethic is, what perseverance is, and what, what is uh, selflessness, right? So he, again, put his own personal life aside so he can go work and provide for the family. Yeah, I tell you, I've had so many guests on this show who are, I guess, first, second generation immigrants to this great country and the, the things that are allowed to do here that weren't allowed in other countries around the world. And uh, it warms my heart. We continue to be that here in the United States. And uh, I always say a welcome uh, immigrants coming here who want to create their own things, uh, contribute, 
provide, um, wow, you're a very fortunate guy. I think you know that. You, you probably often think, what if my dad had stayed? What would my life be like today? I've, I have a feeling knowing you now for the little bit that you probably would have uh, perhaps left, although it's hard to do when families are involved uh, and come out and found your own way. But uh, bravo to your father for that very brave step. I appreciate that. Yes, definitely. Absolutely. We'll take another short break and thank our sponsors. We come back. I've got the challenge question for you because no doubt you've been faced with a couple of challenges with what you've built because you're an entrepreneur, you're a guy on the front line. So keep that thought in mind and we'll be right back. You've heard me talk about Linkage Magazine here on Cars. Yeah, for a couple of years now. Well, they're growing. And in 2023, they're going to grow from four issues a year to six And there's an opportunity here for you to take advantage of this growth. If you go to LinkageMag.com and click on the Renew button, if you already subscribe, you can get a great deal. Use the code RENEW6 for one year and you'll get six issues for the price of four or type in RENEW12 for two years where you also have a great savings. Plus, they'll even throw in a free Linkage hat. How cool is that? The publisher of Linkage is Donald Osborne. He's been a guest multiple times here on Cars Yeah. He's become a good friend of mine, and I'll tell you, Linkage Magazine is one of those newer magazines that you're going to want to get. It's all about experiences, opinions, and values. It's a wonderful publication, something I look forward to getting, and now that I'm going to be getting six a year, even more special. So go to Linkage mag.com again use the code renew6 or renew12 to get that special deal do it before december 31st 2022 so that in 2023 you'll get six issues of linkage magazine instead of four 20 50 or 100 years from now will there be a workforce to care for the collector vehicles we love with auto shop programs disappearing across the country it's a question we enthusiasts have to ask That's why I support the RPM Foundation, which exists to ensure that the critical skills necessary to preserve and restore these vehicles aren't lost to time. One of the many ways RPM, which is short for Restoration, Preservation, and Mentorship, is accomplishing this goal is through workforce development initiatives. The RPM Apprenticeship Program enables the next generation of artisans to earn a living while they learn the craft of restoring and preserving these vehicles directly from industry professionals. The Endangered Skills Program documents the process of masters training future craftspeople on a variety of critical skills in danger of being lost forever. For more information on how the RPM Foundation is driving the future of the collector vehicle skills trade, visit RPM Foundation today. They're one of the charities of choice here on Cars Yeah. So, Stan, uh, let's talk about this. I like this question, not so much to drum up a challenging time when you had obstacles, maybe even a failure, whatever it might be, but it's more about what you learned, what it taught you so you could move forward. Because as I always say, uh, when we put ourselves out on the marbles, to use a racing reference, that's where we learn some uh, valuable skill sets. Sometimes we hit a wall, sometimes we make it through, but it's always a little bit frightening. So walk us through one of those, would you? Yeah, that word failure is such a 
such a heavy word, mm-hmm. right? It, it takes so much for a person to admit failure, let alone to walk away from failure. You feel like you haven't really amounted to anything. So I, I, I look at it as more as a learning curve as opposed to a failure. So what did I learn from this experience and how can I adapt to it to my to, to the next obstacle that I have in my life. And every single day as a, as a business owner, we're dealt with this. Right? Every single day you're tested on your patience and patience is such an important thing to have. Um, dealing with my father as well, because we've been in partnerships for over 10 years, I had to take that into consideration, not only just from a business side of it, but also this is my father, this is my hero. And when he gets upset, I get upset. And it's a very uncomfortable place to be because we also take it home, right? Because we have family dinners and whatnot. So I have to see him on a constant basis. And then you have the emotional roller coaster that customers put me through because I am a therapist. I am their financial advisor in a sense. When they <laughs> yeah. have a problem, I have to kind of pull them back to reality and say, okay, let's work through this. We can get through this. Um, and then dealing with employees as well. So every single day is a challenge for me. But every every single day before I walk into work, I tell myself, Leave your emotions at the door. Leave your emotions at the door. I repeat that to myself because I know that people are struggling with their day-to-day. And if if we're being honest here, uh, a a purchase of a vehicle is the second biggest investment somebody makes, right? Your first is your house, then your car, and then you can kind of go from there. But I understand that going into work every single day that people are coming to me for help. Every now and then you get somebody that's just just a negative part of your day, but you can't let that affect you. I mean, we're emotional beings and I remind myself when something goes wrong that we can get through this. And I tell myself in a sense that it'll be hard, but it'll be worth it. And I just keep repeating that that to myself. <laughs> it'll be hard, but it'll be worth it. I have a feeling, having gotten to know you here in this brief time, that you value help helping others. And I think you're probably a bit like me when other people don't behave in a way that we we might behave in a difficult situation and they take it out on you um, or they just misbehave. Pick something. I mean, people are people. Uh, that's a challenging thing. And I'd love to know a little bit more of how do you work? How do you personally work through that when that happens to you that might help somebody out there that has a hard time struggling with leaving emotions at the door? Because that's hard for some people. Yeah. You know, what I tell myself is it's so easy to respond, right? Because we're just, we have that anger inside of us and it's so quick and so easy to respond from an anger standpoint. It really takes takes a lot for a person to grab themselves in the moment, catch themselves in the moment and say, okay, this is not about me. This is about them. So if I can control the conversation and be a little bit more calm in my response, I've already given back somehow, some way. So the most important thing is that you can talk yourself out of that emotional state of mind because you always have two sides, right? You have two sides of the brain. You have the yin and the yang in a sense. And you can really work on this and capture yourself in a moment of feeling that negativity, but also just taking a step back, taking a breath of fresh air and saying, okay, I can get through this. And it's not going to, it's not going to be as simple as just saying it, because you think about it, a person who's 35 years old has had experiences for the past 35 years of just reacting as opposed to capturing themselves at the moment. So it'll take a little bit of time, but if you're working on it, before you know it, it just comes as second nature and you can have this quick little conversation in the back of your head saying, should I react or should I just talk through this? And it'll be just easier and easier as time goes on. 
You know, you sound a lot like my my late father-in-law. He was such a great guy. He was a 33-year Marine veteran. And my wife's family was so great. We would take trips with them. We'd do all these things with them. And I would watch him in situations where things were not going the right way and how he dealt with them. And he was always able to stay so calm and cool. And one time I asked him, I said, you know, Jim, how do you do that? And he said, well, the Marine Corps... You have to do that. You know, he served three terms in Vietnam. And he said, if you lose your composure in the middle of battle, or he commanded massive troops with your troops, uh, it shows weakness. It doesn't get you what you want to accomplish. So you have to find a way to what you just said, Stan. <laughs> Maybe you're a Marine inside. Uh, is compartmentalize, put that part back in your head and realize what's the goal? What am I trying to accomplish here versus what we see on social media, people going off, right? Um, We'll use the term Karen as a good example of late. The Karens in the world that go crazy, there's certainly probably a guy term for that too, because guys can go crazy, road rage and so forth. So uh, uh, nicely done. Yeah, it's a hard thing to do, but it's possible. It's all how you approach the situation, right? Absolutely. And first and foremost, um, uh, hats off to all the servicemen and women. We appreciate your service. Thank you for giving and continuing to give. Um, the, the hardest part is really capturing yourself in that moment. But again, I believe in the saying, which is the loudest one in the room is the weakest one in the room. And if you, and if you, if you can't control your emotions, then what can you control? I think it's such an important to have, um, emotional literacy, right? I think the word, uh, it, it'll, it'll get you further in life than being just a, uh, negative Nancy. I hate to use that term, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. anything outside of that, right? Uh, you get a lot further in life and controlling your emotions really helps you control your, your life. Did your father teach you that? No, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> my father was <laughs> my more father emotional. Uh, yes, yeah, very much so. He has a short fuse. So we, we had a good partnership because he would deal with the employees in the in the bays in the shop, and I dealt with the front office. So I'm the one that taken that that took abuse from both sides of it, right? Oh, from, the, from from the consumer side and from the uh, operation side of it. So I was kind of the rock that held everything in place. And it takes a certain kind of person to to do that. But at the same time, um, I believe in challenging yourself, challenging myself every single day. How can I be a better person today than I was yesterday? What did I learn about myself yesterday that I can adapt today? What did yesterday's um, scenario teach me and how can I be a better person? So it's all about just looking within and trying to better yourself. Awesome. Awesome lessons you taught us there. So let's talk about cars because you and I love cars. Is there a really special vehicle in your life that you've either had or maybe you're thinking of having or an experience with one? What was that vehicle and share a story about it? Absolutely. So I grew up in Queens, New York as an as an immigrant. You know, all my friends were immigrants as well, but we all had a really great time. And one of our friends, we were 16. His dad just got himself a Mercedes SL 500 AMG and it was a hard top convertible and we took it out cruising while his dad was sleeping Uh my friend just took it out and we were just cruising around town and i just felt like a million bucks in that car my (laughs) dad was you know he was a working man so he had himself a chevy caprice classic at the time it was a great car but nothing compared to this mercedes you remember where you were and what you were doing because some sort of an impact in your life right so i remember how i felt with this specific car and 
turn out, you know, now in my garage, I have two of those Mercedes SL 500 AMG wow. packages. Nice. Uh, one is a 98 and one is a 2001, the last year that they were making it, um, both with really low miles. And those are my just my little toys, my weekend riders that I have just because they they meant so much to me back then and so much now that I say, you know what, I, I made it. I got myself the cars that I've always wanted yeah. and I enjoy them so much. Isn't it amazing how those teenage experiences stick in your head? For me, it was a Porsche 911, a friend of mine whose dad had a 72S and going for a ride in that thing. And yeah, it just kind of sticks in your head. And the Mercedes vehicles, I'll tell you a funny story. I have a friend that was looking to buy one of those way back. And I used to tease him. I said, look, I'll buy a Mercedes when I'm an old guy. Because I always thought of that as an older gentleman's car uh, and not a very sporty car. And we were at a dealership and the salesman said, you should get one of these SL500 AMGs and drive it. And I went, no, I'm not interested. And he goes, no, seriously, let's go for a drive. I'll tell you something, Stan. When I got back, I did not want to get out of that car. I just sat there. And went, oh my gosh, this is so nice. It's so cool. So maybe one day I'll grow up and have one of those. That's my goal. Uh, Awesome cars. Yeah, they just kind of do everything so well, right? Yeah, it's hard to find V8s nowadays. And I love that box body that they they had back then. I mean, you're looking at the... The competitors and just no one compared that that i think that look is everlasting and again the, the problem the, the value on these cars have been going up just like a lot of the other cars but um these v8 the sl500s uh the box bodies are really making a comeback and it's great to see because again the cars are going up in value and i'm happy oh yeah they sure are you know the first mercedes I ever drove. I was 14. I started a detailing business. My next door neighbor, Mr. Swanser, was a FBI agent, which I thought was pretty cool. And he bought the first 450 SL in the mid 70s when they first came out in our community from Heinz Geetz Mercedes in La Jolla, California. And he let me detail that car. And that's what started my detailing business, which carried me all the way through college and beyond. And uh, I didn't get to drive it far, but he let me kind of back it out of his driveway and drive it up the street and park it in front of my house. My mom freaked out out when she learned that but he was laughing and thought it was pretty cool but uh it kind of stuck in my mind just that feeling the size of that car and but it's nothing like the sl500 what they became but that was the first beginning of that era it was really cool yeah what a beautiful experience and it's so great that you started so young detailing cars that's something that i do now on a weekly basis to my cars and i buy and sell cars just on the side just to make some money some vacation money but it's also a passion that i've been doing since i was 17 wow. and i also roll up my sleeves and get to work and detail these cars before i put them out in the market yeah it's so cool i know there's so many great ways to sell cars out on the market it's absolutely spectacular the bring a trailers of the world randy's been a guest two times here i just sold uh, a beloved car of mine back in june i bring a trailer first time i've ever done that that way it was a wonderful experience uh, so yeah, the world has certainly changed. So I'm going to be your car psychologist, crawl into your head a little bit here, Stan. If you were manifest or reincarnated, pun intended, as a vehicle, what would you be? But more importantly, why? Oh, that's a great question. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little bit challenging because there's so many different variations of cars, whether it's all-terrain, off-road, yeah. uh, luxury, right? Um, I would say the, the Hummer H1, for some odd reason, oh, okay. is really sticking out. Something that's been on my mind, something that I've always wanted as far as a collection to add to my collection, just because you can go anywhere and do pretty much anything. The room inside those cars is just so comfortable in a sense. Oh, yeah. um, 
I've, I've driven one. I've been a part of one. I've never taken one off-road, but it's one of those cars that I wish that I had that I can add to my collection and just take it up the mountains. And we live in Phoenix, Arizona, and we had dunes here. It's a pretty heavy car, but just to get a chance to romp around in a Humvee H1, um, I think it would be an ex- a very exciting opportunity. Yeah, that's a beast of a vehicle. There's a guy in my neighborhood that has one, and on the it's very military looking. It's that drab olive grayish taupey color, and on the back he has stenciled "I eat Priuses," which is kind of funny. I'm sure he pisses off a few people around here, but I think it's pretty funny just the sense of humor. But uh, I kind of get the idea. I'm glad you answered it that way because the Hummer can go anywhere, do anything. And to consider yourself somebody that achieves that or works to achieve that, I think is awesome. So nice, nice job there. Now, I'd like to ask people about giving back. I'd love you to touch on a little bit more why St. Jude is so important to you. I think I know why, but talk a little bit more about that. Yeah, you know, being in the service industry, especially here in Phoenix, Arizona, the summers are just brutal, right? So there's a lot of overheating that happens. Air conditioning is such an important part to have. And it, it really touches my heart when I have, for example, a single mom that comes into the shop and she has two kids in the back and the air conditioning is not working. And then we diagnose it and then it's a $1,200 bill for a new yeah. compressor and a new hose, right? My goal in life is to give back somehow, some way. And I do on a micro level when, you know, these individuals come into the shop and I'm in a position where I can recharge the AC and they get a little bit of time. Maybe it's a couple of months, maybe it's a few weeks, but whatever it may be, I don't charge them because I know the pain and suffering that they go with. They have the rent that's due. They have how to feed their family. So for me, in, in a way, I would love to start and I hope that I do here soon, uh, non-for-profit of some sort that can give back to single parents who are struggling that need some sort of a maintenance package or need some help with their automotive or their transportation needs. And with St. Jude, the opportunity there is to work with the kids and the parents and the children who've been in an enclosed environment, for example, at the hospital. We're giving them an opportunity to sit passenger co-pilot in some of these really cool cars and get to kind of drive around around the neighborhood around these lots that we have by um by the talking stick resort uh, just to give back and just see that energy in their in 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 their eyes just watch them explode in in happiness is really something that i look forward to that's very cool i've had a few guests on the show here that have created organizations where they get all their buddies and friends that have really cool cars and they go to hospitals and centers where kids are really dealing with some pretty tragic medical issues and they give them rides in the cars that uh, they could only dream about getting rides in and they're wonderful because it just takes those children out of that challenging situation even for a brief moment and gets them to focus on something fun and enjoyable and bring a little joy to their life but i love the idea too of what you're doing for for folks uh, when their cars break down because yeah uh, we just went through that with my wife's car funny you mentioned that two weeks ago yeah the compressor finally gave out i mean the car's old i get it and uh plus the push fan decided to give out at the same time thank you very much uh two expensive parts but uh yeah and it did it during the hottest week we've have we've had here funny how that works isn't it uh but but um, yeah, it's very nice what you're doing. I think it's great. How about a great book that you've read that you'd like to share? You know, there's so many great books out there. And I'm a firm believer that if you take something, just one piece of value from a book, then 
you got value right there. Yeah. Uh, one of the books that really that really resonated with me was is by Napoleon Hill, and the title is How to Win Friends and Influence People. I love that book. Uh, it's been mentioned many times here. Uh, I read it a long time ago. It's one of those books you can pull off the shelf every year, kind of give yourself a little reminder on how to deal with it. But it goes back to what you said at the beginning of our talk. That book's all about communication. Absolutely. And that's something that I always wanted to be better at. I wanted to be a better communicator. And this book just popped up years ago. And I read it the first time about nine years ago. And you're absolutely right. This is one of the books that you can just pull out, open up anywhere and just kind of just dive into it. Uh, whether it's on audiobook or actual the physical book, there's so much value and so much worth in that book. It's just absolutely fantastic. Yeah, it's one of those uh, several books I gave my kids when they went off to college. Um, and uh, both my kids are avid readers. I think they got that from their mother because uh, she devours books all the time. But uh, that's a great one for sure. So let's go on the ultimate drive. I'm going to enable you to have any car parked in your garage. I'm going to buy you anything parked in your garage. You can take it anywhere. But here's the key part. You can take anybody with you, even somebody who's passed. Bring somebody back and enjoy that experience. Had some interesting answers to this question. So what does the ultimate drive look like for you? You know what? I, I watched the movie Ford versus Ferrari and it really opened up my eyes. It, it, it put a smile to my face as well, just kind of watching them go through everything. But at the same time, I'd like to think that I'm a little bit of a progressive in a sense. Although I love the internal combustion engines and that V8, even the V12 engine size, I, I'm looking forward in life as well. And what Elon Musk has transformed or what he's done with Tesla is just absolutely beyond this world. So I'd like to say that when, when you do purchase me a car, okay. I'll send you my address. Let's go with the Cybertruck. Um, that's okay, what yeah. I'm going for. It has the power. It has the looks. It has the capability to haul. It has the capability to go off-road. And I think um, I've sat in one, and I'm just blown away at the quality that they have and everything that they've done so far. Uh, wow. Uh, yeah, pretty cool. Now, are you going to be taking Elon with you on that drive? Yes, ding, ding, ding. Elon <laughs> Musk is <laughs> yeah. the person that I would like to put in the passenger side. I'd be driving because it seems like Elon doesn't drive much. He's always being driven around. So hence the autopilot, right? So me and him can be cruising around and just having a great conversation about the past, present, and future of travel and transportation. I, you know, I sure I know that they've had a lot of efforts to get that truck a reality, and I hope that it still becomes a reality. Yeah, pretty cool. And Elon, yeah, he's just he's a a different guy. I mean, just uh, love him or hate him. And I, I'm not sure how or why. I guess everybody doesn't love everybody. But I just think what he's doing, the disrupting factor of what he's done is so magnificent in many, many ways. It just opens up so many opportunities. Um, and I've got a family member who works for Tesla, a friend of mine's daughter worked for Tesla. And all of them have said it's been a great experience. And uh, wonderful thing. So yeah, a ride in the cyber truck with Elon. Oh boy, I wish I could make that happen today. I, I'd want to be riding along. Uh, I'd strap myself to the hood for that one. Uh, I think that'd be pretty cool. Well, you've taken us on a wonderful ride today, Stan, and I'm really, really happy we connected. I want to do a shout out to uh, Kaylee Hamilton at Kaylee Media for introducing me to Stan. Kaylee, thank you. Boy, you brought an all-star to Cars yeah today. Before I let you go, could you share maybe a success quote, a mantra, or some types of words of inspiration for our listeners? Yeah, I think it's a, it's a full circle moment. And again, I, I challenge everyone to keep this in the back of your head. And the quote is, I never said it would be easy, but it would be worth it. And don't forget, 
to leave your emotions at the door. Absolutely. I will keep that in mind. How can people learn more about Parts Pass? You can, you can visit Parts Pass on the website at partspass.app. And you can find me on LinkedIn at Stan Mirzaev. There you go. I'll put links to those on Stan Shona's page on the Cars yeah website. Just go to carsyeah.com. Type in Stan. Uh, challenge last name, M-I-R-Z-A-Y-E-V. But if you just put Stan in there, you'll find him very easily. Stan, thank you for spending some really great, valuable time with us today sharing your experiences. This has been really great getting to know you better. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thank you, Mark. I really appreciate it. And to all the listeners at Cars Yeah, I invite you to visit us at partspass.app. Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to carsyeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.